0: Hey there, freedom fighters. My name is Andrew Warner. I'm the founder of Mixergy, where I interview entrepreneurs about how they built their businesses. Joining me is someone who I've only seen in a bear. Is it a bear costume that you're on the internet with all the time?
1: It is a bear costume. It is a a hot one. uh,
0: It definitely gets people's attention. Matt is a guy who has failed uh, at least a couple of times in entrepreneurship, decided that he was going to continue anyway. And uh, I want to talk to you, Matt, about that because There have been times when I just wanted to give up, but I didn't know what else to do. And so I didn't give up. I'm curious why you didn't give up. And instead of giving up, what he decided to do was create this software called Bonjoro, which I didn't realize how powerful it was. It allows you to send individual videos to people. Let's say somebody signs up for your software or signs up to work with your company. You could send them a video and not just send them a video that their software makes it easy for you to send it to them. But you'll also get all kinds of stats about them, all kinds of information that's in your CRM about them so that you can create a video that's meaningful uh, based on their experiences with your company. And then when they get the video, you know if they've opened it up, you know if they've watched it. And more importantly, and this is the part I didn't know, Matt, until I talked to you, if there's a call to action at the end, like, hey, thanks for signing up with us. By the way, you should go to whatever you could see how many people go to whatever. Are you being clear? Are they actually taking action? Fair? Is that right, Matt? That's it. All right. I invited him here to talk about how he did this. Matt Barnett, thank you so much for being in here. And we're going to talk about this uh, thanks to two phenomenal sponsors. The first, anyone out there who doesn't know already should know I am hosted by HostGator and I'm urging you to sign up to HostGator by using HostGator.com slash Mixergy. And the second, the tool that I use for so many of my interviews to understand how people get their traffic, what they do to improve, and so on. It's called SEMrush. I'm going to recommend later that you go to Mixergy.com slash SEMrush to try them for free. But first, Matt, I'm going to ask you the most pushy American question possible. How much revenue are you guys producing here?
1: Uh, So we are about 1.5 mil AOR. Bootstrapped? We raised a million Australian. So... 750 US, I guess.
0: And is that directly for Bonjour or for what evolved into Bonjour after those other ideas? Directly for Directly, yeah. okay. Yeah. What's the lowest point when things didn't work out in the period? And we'll get into what those previous companies were, but what was your lowest point?
1: I mean, look, it's a There's <laughs> There's a little bit of um, look, we, we launched We launched the original idea um the failed and i had a fan to walk out and and tell the team to quit and we kind of like pulled it all in so i think that's that was pretty low at the time um facing the wall no no funds left realizing we let people down um okay i mean ultimately we i feel like we've been through a few low points but that was probably a good one to start with all right,
0: and you personally when you go through a low point what do you do? do you drink alcohol do you just clam up and not talk to anybody do you do, you do something else
1: depends sometimes i have a sleep that seems to be the best thing to do otherwise i I mean look look, i'm very i'm a very positive person i'm I'm a huge optimist so i I don't tend to stay down for very long and so knowing myself if i am down like and we all have rough days i know that tomorrow morning i'll feel fine again in the morning you know it's like 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 last night we, we, we 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 hit a wall with some problems had some challenges and i was like you know what i'm gonna sleep this off I get up in the morning, the sun's shining, and then I'm ready to go again. So I don't tend to dwell on things too much. I think ultimately when you have those low points, like doing an ostrich and digging your head in the stand is, is, is the worst thing you can do. You actually have to get on the fixed stuff. So it, it take a okay. small break, but ultimately get back on the horse.
0: Your dad was incredibly successful. Did you ever look at yourself after one or two of these failures and go, oh man, I'm not living up to my dad is so much better than me. I can't <laughs> you ever do that.
1: Look, everyone, like, I, I mean, everyone's got slight daddy issues. I think it's um, look, look it's hard, yeah? Like, like you grow up underneath, yeah, another successful entrepreneur. Like, you obviously have a yardstick. Yeah, I think a lot of us have our fathers yeah. a yardstick to try and beat. Um, <laughs> I don't think that ever, I don't think that ever truly goes away. I think I think you want to beat them. I know that my, that my dad, like, like, his yardstick is to live longer than his dad. It's not about money. Me, I'm like needs to, needs to make more money than him. But it's not it's not about the money. It's about like I think showing them that you can do it um look it has its pros and cons there's obviously benefits i i think it's good to have a driving force to go and you know compete yeah. and kind of win i like that at the same point it's it's not like they really care i don't think he really cares right so it doesn't
0: matter and still i still want to show him and i don't even know that i'll ever tell him but it's still in in my head sometime i go i want to show him that i did this your dad yeah. um my dad uh manufactured women's clothing Basically, his whole life, he was in the manufacturing business. I think uh, his big challenge was China eventually, obviously, took over the American uh, manufacturing market, and so he was eventually going to be pushed out. But he did well, and I keep comparing myself to the best of his times, and I also worry about falling into the worst of his times. Your dad did what? What's the business that he started?
1: Uh, Crossbows. So as an archery crossbows, he built the biggest crossbow company in the world that still runs today. The biggest crossbow and archery company in the world.
0: What's a crossbow? Crossbow is
1: like the gun version of the bow and arrow. Yeah, it's like a gun version yeah. of the bow and arrow. So if you ever watched James Bond, like a few eyes yeah. only, like that was there when they were doing the sets. Now it's called Barnett International runs out of the States. And now it's into all kind of like, I guess, kind of archery, kids toys, catapults, that kind of thing. He so did- not, not tech. A thousand, thousand employees. employees, huge company. Yeah. Four companies across the world. So four officers.
0: Matt, I didn't realize it was such a big market for those crossbows. I've never seen anyone it's, use
1: it. So, he, so here's the thing. Yeah, like, this, this, is, this is like super interesting. I've met, I think, one person who has one, like ever. And yet, and, okay, and this is a state thing. And yet they do like, I think today, maybe like, I want to say 200 mil across like the range of products and yet you will not people, meet people who meet them. But if you look on there, like their social media and stuff, it's one of those industries where it's so engaged, it's insane, it's, 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 an, it's an obsessive market. And so it's a really good lesson because you look at it and you go, you don't have to own the world, you don't have to even be famous, you just have to dominate one niche and you have to be the player in the niche and everyone to be a raving fan such that they will buy off you for 50 years. That's what they did. That's a, and he still owns a business? No, no he's, no. he's he's too busy enjoying life. My my brother was running it for a while out of the States. But it's still in the family. You guys haven't sold it. It's still a thing. We've now sold it. So okay. um, that is done.
0: All right. And still you said to our producer, look, I, I can't tell you how many times she wrote it in my notes. His dad was still present in his life. Why is that such a big deal that you're even telling our producer about it? I wouldn't have even thought to say the producer that my dad was present. I feel like that's oh, important like- to you, to who you are.
1: It, like, I, I think it's just talking about kind of like, are you born to go into entrepreneurship? Like, and this is a whole nature versus nurture. I think when you grow up in that environment and you see it, and my, and my dad was great. Like, like like he was always there. I came in later, like, like, like my brother's three years old me. He came in earlier in life. So my dad probably wasn't around as much then. By the time I came in, obviously the business was, you know, like, like a huge going concern. So like, it shows you that you don't have to sacrifice family for business. It shows you that you can juggle them both. And it also shows you, again, the benefits of you know when you do get into business. It's about opportunity, doing the best, like you know, everything that, that 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 brings to you. And then uh, there's heart. It's also incredibly creative. I mean, my, my father was lucky, I think, where he ran this size business, but he spent every single day in his workshop designing so he was not your typical CEO. I'll be honest. He was quite scared by getting on stage and talking and rallying the troops. Um, he had other teams do that for him. He just loved to go off into his into his cage and design great products. So, like, I look at that, I'm like, I'm like, how? Because, because, like, I I love design. I'm a designer, but now I'm like, that's the smallest part of my job because everything else takes so much time. Suggesting. I
0: get that. That is kind of frustrating. And I noticed that you're a designer. You futzed around with your camera for, for a very long time so that you look good on camera with it, me here. <laughs> and it's not like you cared about me. I told you it wasn't going to be published, but you needed it. I'm looking over your shoulder. Even that, I don't know what that is, but that white wood just looks especially nice over your shoulder. The frame, the, the, the sweater, you, you're wearing pants, right? Unlike most of us on Zoom. I am today. <laughs> me too. <laughs> well, me too. All right. So the very first business then that you create in 2012 is a business that helps families capture their life stories. Why? Is it because you are curious about your family story?
1: You know, probably not then because I was younger. I think we just had, I can't remember. We had an idea. Me and a friend sitting around had the idea to do the whole family life. Like I, I think we were playing around with video. So it's interesting. Yeah, like we were, Video is just starting to come out on mobile devices and we're like, Ooh, what can we do with this? And I think there's a bias when, when, when you first start any first company, you tend to think B2C, I think because that's kind of your experience and where you yeah. are like B2B comes, is much, much better. Yeah? Like hands down, but that comes later when you understand that. So we first started go B2C and we were playing around we were like, what could we do with video? And then I think he just got, he just got one of his, he just got a cameraman to do like a life story of, of one of his parents back in, back in Tel Aviv, back in Israel. Mm-hmm. Who showed me, it and I was like, you know, we could just do this. This is amazing, and th- and they paid like ten grand to get it done. So I was like, look, if everyone's got a video device in their pockets, could you not just create a survey of questions, and you can educate yeah. on this, and then each time you go and see your grandmother, rather than getting a professional camera in and doing it, you know, in one go, you could spend you know five weeks and ask her a few questions each time, film those responses, have it online, and then you know your grandchildren can look at that from that point onwards. So you look at that and you go, like, there's something there. And so we and we raised yeah. funds off. We actually raised funds off that. We did. I, I I went to the valley when I was pitching and I met someone there who tried to do it. And he was like, "Here are the problems you're going to have." And I was like, "Whatever, <laughs> whatever, it's fine. We're good." And we had these problems he said that we were going to have. What problems? So, so it was activation was the thing. So the issue we had is that it's a great concept. There's no urgency around it like mostly. So yes, I'll get around to doing it. I'll get around to doing it. I'll get around to doing it. And so we really need to have that champion in the family that does it. And obviously like ancestry and stuff, like I've unlocked this, but it's still quite a low barrier. I think getting onto video at the time as well, it was very early in devices. You needed that extra, that extra kind of push. Um, when it did get urgent was when, unfortunately, you know, grandmother went to hospital and people didn't, didn't want to film them then because then they didn't want to remember them in that, in, in that status. So again, a core issue that I think, you know, now, if I went and started again today, you look at that and you would, you'd find that out earlier on, you wouldn't invest, you wouldn't go build the whole thing. And I think there's ways around it. I think there were ways around things like, like like this and these challenges. Um, but first business didn't know what we were doing, ran too fast, um, I made some kind of core errors in terms of like engagement activation.
0: You know what i would I would still love a tool like that. I don't want to be there though, to ask the questions. I know I'm great at asking people questions. I've gotten personal with you. But still, there's something about talking to my parents and even my wife's family and asking them these questions just feels too intimate and too personal for me. I wouldn't I would love if I could just put give them some kind of stand to put their phone on and then have them turn the app on and the app would ask them questions. and not me, you know. And just have them mm. record the answers into the app so that we have it. I, I don't know. I, I think I should do something like that.
1: It's about it's a balance, right? Because you know, like this is a whole like talking to the wall versus talking talking to an, like 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 a, like an interviewer. You will uh, get you yeah. will get a very different story at the end of it because you know, right. at the end of the day like we evolve evolved as communicators, like like you will see things, you'll know you'll know some of the stories, you'll dig in, they'll forgotten some of the things they told you that you think are the great things you need to have. So you'll be able to unlock that. Um, it depends again, and they might feel awkward talking to a screen, right? Like I, on, on the I, would side. Too.
0: I hate that every once in a while, somebody who invites me to speak at a conference will say, Andrew, you're a video person, just shoot some video, welcoming everybody to the conference. I go, damn it. Cause I know it's going to take me forever to agonize in front of this uh, webcam. All right. Yeah. I get it. It closed down. How much money did you raise?
1: I think we raised maybe 600 K. I think okay. for that it was just a seed round to get going. And then yeah. when it closed, how'd you feel? Well, so here's the thing: we actually didn't close the company. We we ended up so the co-founder walked out. I think the stress just took them out of it. Um, we had one very strong investor at the time who we pitched a new idea to, and you like, and it, and it was and it was an unknown idea, but they gave us a bit of money to basically just keep going. I put whatever savings I had back into it again. And we decided to turn it around and we ended up using, like rehashing the technology and going into qualitative research, which is utterly different. Um, It's something I've been talking to one of the customers about, and we took a bit of a punt on that. Um, We had some, I guess we had some better, it was B2B for a start. We had some better signals. We had some payments in for some early tests that we did. And I think personally, one of the main reasons we kept going was that we didn't want to let down everyone who invested in the company. Okay,
0: and so when you say what this product did was, this was verbatim, right? Yeah. And yep, what the product was did was what?
1: It still is. So it's qual it's qualitative research using video. So essentially, video diaries for researchers. So I'll give an example. Mm-hmm. Um, Huggies, which is a nappy brand, global. Um, they 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 want to find out um, how the market is evolving in the emerging markets. So what they'll do is they'll send out a bunch of questions that will be answered over about five days, and we'll go and find people to do these to do videos answering questions in like you know Turkey and Malaysia and India and China and the states and Germany for comparison. And what they'll be doing is each day they have five questions on a video and they will literally go and like film where they store their their, their nappies, They'll they'll their, their film, compared to brands they use, They'll film, how they actually change their kids and what they're doing, how many times they do it a day. And then we'll pull this research in. We'll actually pull a lot of the data out of it. So we'll do a lot of like text analysis on that as well to help people search through it and kind of analyze it. And then new product developers will use this as information to help them go and do new product development specifically.
0: Okay, and I'm guessing what you said was, we've got the video technology here, who else needs this type of video technology? But then how did you make the leap to these businesses need to understand where people keep their diapers?
1: I wish I could remember. Okay. I, but it was just one of I these think,
0: organic things that just...
1: I, I think it was I think it was a customer that we had in the family thing who, who actually you know, said, hey, look, I'm a researcher, would you ever be able to do video for research? And I think that sparked the idea. Again, like, it's hard to remember, it was quite a while ago. Um, I just know we we pulled something together where we essentially turned the the system on its head we did a couple of projects here in australia and new zealand that did exactly that they went off really well we got paid like 10k a project and we're like hey Ah, money i was like i like money let's just follow that and i guess we followed that route we didn't understand the industry which is which again was was a flaw you know like would i go and build another product in industry i didn't understand i wouldn't do it today you maybe have to at the beginning um it was a long learning curve, but we ultimately ended up moving that company to the UK because all the clients ended up being large FMCG and agency brands out of New York, Paris, and London. So it was quite a journey where that went in the end. So I'm on the site.
0: You're still listed as a head honcho on the site. What's the what's the status? It seems like it's still an ongoing thing, just not a huge business.
1: It is. I th- like I, I'd be honest, like I sit more on it as the board today. Mm-hmm. So we have a team, we have a team based out of London who are on it. Um, they they are researchers. They are in the industry. It tends to be, so there's some, te- there's some technology, some core technology to it, some pr- proprietary technology that we kind of use, to be honest, it's 95% is used by the company itself. And then we hire researchers on, to- on top of that. So we start to do insights and qualitative insights on top of it. So okay. we work with clients like Danone and stuff. It ends up being quite a, it's not that public a business because we just go into sales and go straight into large organizations and do a lot of web math. How big did that business get? Uh, it's doing probably it's doing just shy of a million dollars today. Okay. Um, we've kind of sat it a lot. I mean, this is this is where Bonjour came in. Came in, you know, a couple of years ago, we decided to kind of like let, let it do its thing. Um, interestingly, we kind of, we kind of sidelined it, assuming that all our resources would go into a new product, because Bonjour is born out of that. Um, and then that company started to grow when we, when we pull people out of it. And so we've ended up in a situation where we've had to kind of where we would basically start to split the companies and starting to grow it again. Mm-hmm. It's interesting where it's this balance of running two businesses is hard, especially when they have extremely different sales. Like one, like one is an inbound business. One is an outbound business. One is enterprise. One is SMB, very different plays, very different team members, different cultures, Running those two is not easy alongside each other, but at the same point, when the one starts to grow and bring money in, we're still like, okay, well, this, this could potentially run on its own, but needs a new team.
0: All right. And so then the new idea, the one that became, I guess it's hard to even say the biggest hit, but the one that's growing fastest, right, is Bonjoro. And it came yeah. up from, it seems like you were trying to do something like this, trying to send video out to clients, right?
1: Yeah, so with that verbat business, because we sold to large agencies and large FMCG, it was very much a sales process. It was a lot of jumping into meetings and jazz hands and walking them through video at the time. So it was very much relationship-based selling, which I could do. I have no problem with that. But when it comes to living in Australia and be based out of here and you've got clients over in like I guess kind of Europe and America, which we had, a lot of leads would come in when we were asleep. And there's nothing we could do there. So we had drip campaigns as you do. We got back to people the next day. We like, I I couldn't get get on the phone and call them. I couldn't like be like, hey, look, we'll come in tomorrow and see you. And so we we actually had some we lost quite a few people through our funnel on that because of that. So it's pretty simple. We looked at them. We said, how can we get more of you know this like like who we are across? And so we started doing videos for every lead that we had in. I used to take a ferry to work, so I go across to the harbour in Sydney. I go past the Opera House. Everyone knows that. So I would we'd actually built a little thing. We used Clearbit to pull information about leads that would come in so we find out their job titles where they were what they're based on we put them into slack i pick up in the morning i do videos on my phone on the way to work you know hey john saw you sign up from ogilvy in london i see you work on, on the budweiser account we've done projects with heineken and you know and, and diageo this is what we've done obviously i'm not in london but i will be there in six weeks time when i come in and show you what what we do and we, we pretty much like got 100 response rate every single person came back and they were like this is hilarious you absolutely have to come in like just, just come and see us.
0: Oh, that's such a, that's such a great idea, and I could see the use. And then, at what point did you say we've got to turn this into its own standalone thing?
1: So we're doing it for a little while. One of those clients asked if they could sign up. I, I remember coming back to Australia and seeing my CTO, and I, and I said to him, "Look, we're going to have to go and, you know, we have to go and build this out." <laughs> he kind like, of like, laughed at me and just said, and he's like, I knew you were going to ask me that um, because we'd already done it once, we'd already flipped once." And he's like, not again. I could see it in his eyes. And we um, we sat in for a weekend and built something they could use. Uh, we probably sat on that for maybe 12 months, I think. And it just started to grow more and more. And then we started to get some big names coming on board um, like Base Camps and ConvertKit and you know, Firefox. And, Basecamp. Uh, and, then Google. Yep. and then like Google started to show interest and some other people started to show interest. And we, again... We'd already learned that 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 you know, like doing one business was hard. Like flipping into another one was was harder. We kind of looked at this and said, like, I like I think to be honest, in the hindsight, we probably went on. We, we probably picked it up a little bit late because we'd already done it once, and so we picked it up eventually. And then me and him stepped into it full time. So when we picked it up and decided to go for it, we went for it like properly.
0: Uh huh. Um. All right, I'm going to take a moment. I'm going to talk about my first sponsor. Then I want to come back and ask you what that first version looked like that people were were really using to talk to their customers. But first, my uh, sponsor is SEMrush. You said you think you use it before we got started.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure my CMO uses it.
0: What kind of uh, what kind of SEO or online marketing are you using? Are you doing right now? Even if it's not, even if you don't remember how you're using SEMrush, what are you guys doing for that?
1: We're doing a bunch of content writing. So around, and we're now focusing on SEO on that. It's been the channel he's been growing for maybe 12 months. I so want to the say.
0: idea is if you're going to create content to bring in new customers, you don't just want to try to think about what could possibly be useful for your audience, what could possibly bring in new people. You want to say, what what should we be writing about? What are our yeah. customers searching for? Am I
1: right? Exactly. Yeah. Like you need to know exactly what is you writing. And there's, and there's a little bit of, there's, there's more people looking for. There's also where as a company you want to position and move to and where, and where you think there's a gap in the market. So where where there's a gap in in content in a certain mean? area. What do you mean? So for us, we look at it and we go, look, what should we write? We, 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 we can write about personalization. We can write about video. We can write about X, Y, Z. And so we look at that and we go, well, where do you think that there's a bit of an untapped opportunity where there's not many players talking about X? And then we'll kind of decide and kind of go for that for a while.
0: Uh, so I, I plugged you into Sumrush, and it looks like... Um, wistia versus vimeo is a is a search that comes up a lot and so you might look at that and say why don't we do that people are trying to figure it out maybe we should help them decide and then also tell them why we're better or why we're better fit for some cases right
1: yeah and that's literally what we what what we've done that's one of the things we've done before for sure and you literally have you have that article somewhere online Yeah, and it's I think one of our most viewed articles. But again, Uh, that 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 was looking for what people were searching for.
0: Got here's another one: Um, how to send video through email. And you saw that people were searching for that, and I'm I'm guessing that you wrote an article about that too. Yeah, exactly. All right, that's what we're talking about when it comes to Semrush. What you're doing is you're going in there, and they've got tools for for social media. They've got tools for ad buying. I just happen to be looking at this. If you're going to be creating content the way that Matt and his team are just go into SEMrush and see what they suggest and get some insight into what you should be creating. In fact, I'm actually going to tell you how to use it for free right now. Matt, they're not used to giving out these discount codes. So they gave me this URL, that's really long. And I said, you guys don't do this much. I said, no, we don't. I said, I'll <laughs> fix it. I'll create it. So everyone listening to me, I've got a special URL. I created it personally. They'll automatically put their discount code in, let you use their software for free. And here it is. Go to Mixergy.com slash SEMrush. Mixergy.com slash S-E-M-R-U-S-H. When you do, you're going to get the tool that so many people who I've interviewed have used. And unlike everyone else, you're going to get to use it for free. For a limited time, go right now. Mixergy.com slash SEMrush. All right, that first version, Matt. What did it include? What did Bonjoro do at first? Uh,
1: so it desktop. We took a video. We... So you record a video, we package it up, and then email it off to somebody. That that was it, the first what version. What year was it, this? 2017.
0: In 2017, the iPhone was out? Couldn't I have just taken a video on my iPhone and sent it out?
1: Yes, yes. the first, the first version we, we, we did that we let someone go on to, we hacked together on a weekend, so we didn't go and build apps for it. We just did it on desktop to get out the door and see if they would use it.
0: But what was so special no. about it? Why Why didn't people just use
1: their phone? I think it was the. Oh, hang on, hang on. Actually, we had a. I'll get back. We did a couple of integrations when we first did it as well. I remember we built it. We had an intercom integration and the Mailchimp integration. I think at the beginning. Okay. And so what what we figured out because essentially what we were doing, is that we could create a trigger that when a lead came in, we'd actually we'd actually fill. So we have a task ah. list. We would fill a list for them. So we said plug this in, and every new customer you get will pull in their information. We'll display it. You can click on that and record a video. So we tried to take the thinking time out of it. Yeah. So again, what we were doing originally was manually doing this. We took that yes. out and then the and then handling the email delivery. So there's no need to copy a link and paste it into an email. Right. And send that. We would just you would finish recording and it would go. And that would be it. And that I think oh. the first version was just that
0: okay that makes so much sense got it all right and I shouldn't minimize the the even sending out video God knows if I try to send a video that's too big Gmail will spit it out and say or even my iPhone will say don't you want to send an iCloud link instead because videos big videos uh tough to yeah. send but what you're doing is saying based on these criteria we're going to send we're going to add to a list every single person you need to create a video we'll also enrich that data with a little bit right you'll also yeah. say uh, tell me a little bit about the person and then with one click I could create a video and send it out. And that's the first version. That's what people started using and encourage you to continue building the business.
1: Yeah, and it it was, it was, it was ugly. It was like, it was, it was put together. Like we built it for ourselves, like we built it for ourselves primarily over Uh other people. And then we let some other people onto it. So it was never, we never thought it'd be a thing. If anything, it was a little side project that that was, you know, interesting. And 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 that was a bit of fun because we like building software that people kind of come into and sign up for. Um, so it was never meant to be what it is today.
0: How did you get anyone to even know that it existed and to try it?
1: I think just whenever, I had, whenever we had meetings, whenever we talked to anyone, we're like, oh, by the way, we have this little, this little tool you can go and try it out. And then and then what happens with these things is you see it gets picked up. So very quickly, we moved across the States and started to get SaaS companies picking us up. We started to you know, fall into like SMB influencers were starting to use us. We, like, we didn't understand the industries. Uh, we just got picked up and taken. And then you see these epicenters pop up. Yeah, we had, I think Denmark was like our second biggest country was using it. And we're like, what? Like, where would that come from?
0: And I'm guessing then every time somebody gets one of these videos, they also see where it comes from and they think, well, maybe I should try that too.
1: And that's it. And so you, so you had a product-led growth capability within it, that viral capability, which which initially was was 100% of the growth. Uh-huh. And today still does about 40% of our traffic. Is this you this guy right here no that's not oh. me that's that's one of our early that's, that's one of our early users he was a he was a charity he was a it was a charity saving the reef so so we we gave it away free to a bunch of nonprofits when we first started as well
0: oh so the first version did have a price on it right from the beginning
1: that wasn't the first, there there was a first version which had uh-huh. nothing on it i think the i think we put up a price so we had a first version that, that we put in a lot of people like within our network onto let let them start using it. We then put up a holding page. I think we put a fifteen dollar. We had we had a free version and a fifteen dollar version to see if anyone would pay. And then people started paying. I think that was the bit that started to really get us interested in it.
0: Uh huh. And then um and so the reason that I thought it was you was even though it doesn't exactly look <laughs> like you is is the costume. The is he wearing a costume also a bear
1: costume? He's wearing a shark costume. <laughs> What's the deal with the costumes? Uh, it's just, we started, like, like when, when we first started this, I, I think, again, when you start looking at the brand, and I'm a massive fan of brand, we saw that we were, it, it's almost, what you're trying to do is get people to open up on video. Try to get people to be more authentic, do off-the-cuff video. None of this is edited. It's about connecting with customers. And so I think to get people to loosen up, and boy, video's been on the pedestal for years because of, because it was originally just yeah, the realm of film and TV. And obviously, this last year's helped smash that at the ways so people understand that you don't have to look your best. To get people to go and take that extra step, I think we instinctively knew that we had to take it like a step further, so you can't try and bring customers along the journey with this is what brand does. You try and bring customers along the journey with you. So we used to do all, like all the first videos we ever did. We came up with the bear again, random idea. I think characterization we like we, we like what what MailChimp had done in the early days. We were going that route. We then got bear suits because it made sense. We started to do like videos to customers in bear suits. We started sending bear suits to customers' kids when they hit certain milestones. Um, and then it just kind of built from there to the extent where it kind of got a bit silly, but at the same point, people love that. And so what I think we ended up doing ultimately was, you know, we'd have financial advisors who would maybe, they they wouldn't do what we did, but they would definitely loosen the tie a little bit more. You know, we'll think about doing you know these videos while having a coffee rather than just in the office. So you started to bring people on the journey with us and that's kind of continued to today.
0: I see. And so if you're in a bear costume having fun on video, they could loosen their ties and relax a little bit. And that's that's what it was.
1: I feel so. like look, Some people hate the brands, so like, and this is not a bad thing. I think if you're gonna, I think one of the things about having a strong brand is that you're gonna get people who definitely don't align with it and people who align with it like incredibly well. Um, it, it's your choice, yeah. Like I like strong brands. I think it creates better advocacy. I think you get better super fans and like in your existing customers, um, but you will potentially turn some people off it. How'd you raise money for it? We raised, so we did a safe round with a few high net worths originally. Um, I think we met on that journey of bringing people on. I think a of them were customers. Um, I think, they're about, I think three out of four were customers. They came in. We then rolled that into a, we brought on side two funds, maybe like a few months later off the back of that. Mm-hmm. Um, when we decided to go full time, so and we, we told them like it was very early days and why we were stepping into it. And it was just growing with not a single dollar spent on it and no time and no one really working on it. I think that's the bit that kind of excited everyone at the time.
0: That is exciting that you just suddenly have something where people are using it no matter what.
1: Yeah. And so you look at it and like, and again, like it wasn't, a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a product we were proud of at the time, but, but if people are using that, you look at that and you go, well, if this works, then surely investing in it and then really thinking about it and, and building it out is, is only going to work better, which ends up being true.
0: Can you say how the Basecamp team
1: was using you? I think it would be on, on an onboarding. So within SaaS, we tend to get used primarily by CS team. So okay. signups coming in. So it's either signups or potentially filtered down to, to product qualified leads or, or paid users. And then their CS team taking 30 seconds to actually welcome them on board to the company, uh, checking in and making sure that if they have any questions, they've got someone to go in contact.
0: All right, and then what do you do next to get more customers?
1: So, we did, we did very little for a lot. I, I, I think we had, so we had this product-led growth and off the back of that, we then started to get a lot of influence and influencers using it. And I think we had a great, and this comes back to the brand piece. We had a great message at the time. We used to say, you know, automate processes but never relationships. And we were talking about doing better by customers and spending 30 seconds on a customer and, you know, the idea of connecting again with customers. So I, I, I think it was a great time because, you know, personalization has been a topic that's kind of been on the rise within, Within online, online industries. Um, I mean, now it's it's especially within SaaS at the time. So a lot of people were talking about this, and we ended up becoming a bit of a a bit of a poster child uh, for quite a few speakers around that. And so when those came in, we just again like like we were able to take advantage of it. We were like, one thing we did from the very beginning is we we ate our own dog food. So we were every lead that we ever had in, every lead that's ever coming to Bonjura has been sent a video by one of my team. Um, yeah. I worked out the other day, I've spent, I've spent seven and a half days of my life sending videos to customers um at that long but we would do this and we'd do it again like like all over the place but i think because we treated every customer that way and we still took the time with every customer obviously it showed the products but it also meant that when we had influencers come in like, like we had Pat flynn who's a big smb influencer come in and, and we tr- we didn't know who he was we treated him the same as everyone else the next thing you know he's on stage telling everyone a, you know a major event to go and download us and use us and we see like all these just rolling in the next day off the it, back of that, we were then um, able to go and you know, connect with him and start to, you know, send his kids bear suits and, and do these little funny things that essentially it's the idea of delight, like as, as your customer funnel. Um, that
0: makes sense. And I could understand why Pat Flynn would want to use you because if he's responding to someone, there is this sense, is Pat really responding or is he assistant? Is it an assistant yeah. or someone else pretending to be him? And... Uh, what my experience is, if he says it's him, it's him, but people may not trust it. When they get that personal video, it goes so far to say, not only is it really me, but I'm taking the time out to see you and to talk to you. And then I get to how, if he's sending it to someone, they're going to go investigate what's Pat using. And I could see how this would be a, a natural for what you called SMB uh, influencers.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Has online advertising or, um, done well for you at all? Or is it all search engine optimization and virality?
1: So. We've just started playing with it, <laughs> like, so, okay. so. So we 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 started spending on like spending on marketing probably six months ago. Um, we have just started playing with online ads. We are looking to do pretty like. So here's the thing: it's interesting. Yeah, like we don't really know what we're doing. I'll be honest, but we gain like three to four month paybacks um, on it. So,
0: I mean, every dollar you spend comes back to you within three to four months. That makes exactly, a lot of yeah. sense
1: then. Uh, so it makes a lot of sense and it's quite interesting because you look at that and you go, well, that it, it, it's very binary. Um. You know, like you, you put a dollar in, you wait, yeah, and then you get out in three months and then it's all upside from there. So it's a little bit, it's interesting because it's, it's very different to what we've done traditionally, which is which has been quite, I guess, harder to quantify methods. You know? Like ov- obviously the viral side, the, the probably leg growth has been core to what we're doing and, and it always will be the influencer stuff. We start to get deeper there. We start to do stuff, more stuff around partnerships. So, we integrate with with Intercom and campaign and we do a lot of content with them and, uh, and like 15 other other uh, um, integrations. We were like one of Zapier's fastest growing apps for, for like a couple of years in a row. So we did a lot alongside that and rode, rode off the back of those larger, those larger partners. Mm. We continue to do that. So it's, we had so much that we were going through and testing and it was all kind of free and it was all really working well, that I guess paid's been one of the last places we've come to, um, which I'm perfectly happy with because now I'm like, okay, well, there's another channel that we can go and unlock.
0: All right. Uh, my second sponsor is HostGator for hosting websites. Matt, if uh, I gave you a HostGator account and you had nothing else, no business, no money, you just had to start from scratch, do you have a sense of what you might build? What's the first business you'd build if you had a simple hosting package that was easy to use?
1: First thing I build, I've got a few business ideas. They all Step tend to one. get quite complicated.
0: Spit one out. Uh, What's an easy one? Uh, I got to hear your idea.
1: Ugly creatures. This is not a, this is a, this is actually a fund. So uh, an environmental fund, uh, for creeps, forget pandas, forget polar bears, focused on insects and amphibians and the wildlife that is under, under, under challenges that we wouldn't normally put up as poster childs mm-hmm. and and backing projects and bringing limelight to researchers. Ah, working in so areas.
0: That's an easy thing to do. Put up a website, call it ugly creatures. I love that name, man. Someone's going to take it. It's such a good name. And then instead of giving, instead of, if you're giving somebody a gift, of saving an animal might as well be this ugly creature that nobody's paying attention to and doesn't have enough money and support in the world. That's what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. And so your impact can actually be much higher for, you know, every dollar you give. What about a business?
0: What's a business that you might launch? It feels like you've got one kicking around your head.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I think it's like, so I've like, fun to build this is I think when it gets to data, da- data measurement as a SaaS, you are never on top of it the more you build it, like you're always on more data and you track more data. And so you actually need to get quite savvy and quite technical before you really start to do a good job of this. Okay. And yet, and yet, I feel that when you first get started, at least, there's a lot of clear things you could be told to track that you should track on day one. That now, if I start another business, we go and build amplitude off day one and, and go and set it all up. Um, but there's actually a lot of stuff you can track from day one that is visible to the whole team that really like brings to, to light what it is you're tracking and tells you when, when you've made changes, if it's been effective or not.
0: So what you would do is you would, you would create software that did that tracking from the beginning.
1: Yes. Uh, uh, I think I think the key here is, is understanding data and reading it and understanding where tests have worked, and where they haven't worked because you change stuff all the time, it's quite hard. So if you can actually try and take, I mean, this is like, this is kind of what we do with Bonjour's Day. Try and take some of the thinking out of it. Try and try and give people the results without too much brain power, Mm -hmm. hopefully you can help people navigate those early days a bit better.
0: You know what I would do? Uh, Just to piggyback off of that, I would say there's a lot of analytics software right now that's there that is just too freaking hard to use. Just do one service come to my website i'll do nothing but install the freaking analytics on your site and give you the reports that you need and i'll go away and if you need any more then you could pay a monthly fee to have the 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 analytics uh analyzed but it's a pain in the neck to install it's a pain in the neck to figure out to adjust what do you think of that
1: so, so i agree it's like it's like somebody gives you an excel sheet and they're like Here's all the way to the world to use right. it, like you on your own. It's like give me a template where I can just put in two numbers and it's and it's done. Like give me the templates where I don't have to think and you and you can use, you know, thousands of other companies who have done this before to give me a great first result, which might not be perfect, but it's I can get it going today.
0: Right, exactly. Just give me nothing but you set it up for me, and you need to know what I need. But I don't I don't want to have to figure it out. And f- better yet, have the have the report come to me. But it's like, set up our software for us because we're running our business as a service. How about that? Set up our software as a service where a business just gets the software up and running.
1: All right. You And what you're really selling is, is is time and brain power because the hardest thing in the, in right. a company is, is, is making decisions. And try and so when you try and build something from scratch, you'll have to make a lot of decisions. It's eating up your brain power for the day. You can't spend that on your business. Give someone this and they can get on with solving the other problems that are more important.
0: I would say for everything, just here's the price to have WordPress set up for you. Here's the price to have Google Analytics set up for you. Here's the price to have uh, Bonjoro set up for you. Like the whole thing. Here's the price to have Pipedrive set up. We will just... Yeah set your software up, you fill out a sheet, and we'll do it. That, that's an interesting business model. All right, let me say this to my audience. Whether it's that idea or anything else, all you have to do is go to hostgator.com Mixergy. They will set you up in business right away. Their website is so fast to get started with and it's so good that I've used it now for years and most of you didn't even notice it. It just works. Go get hosting that's inexpensive, just works and is dependable from HostGator. And if you use my URL, you'll get their lowest possible price. That URL is hostgator.com slash Mixergy. All right, I got I to gotta say, there's a lot that I love about your software. I'm going to get into what I love. Here's the one problem that I've got as a recipient. I can't always listen to a video. I would love it if I could just see, I get that it's a real person. I get that they're really talking to me. Let me read it because I'm a faster reader than most people are talkers. What do you think of that, Matt?
1: I agree. I'll just say, watch the space. We'll, uh, we'll be releasing something. You think it, right? Soon.
0: Because yeah. I just, the 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 message that Pat is really talking to me, that Pat Flynn is talking to me, I could get in a second. The fact that I could just read it is good. Can I give you a suggestion for what I'd like to see? Absolutely. All right. A scrolling transcript that I can just double click on and the video goes to that part of the transcript. And I know this is a pain in the ass because I've wanted to do that for my interviews. I can't get a tool to do that. I'd love it.
1: Um, we, but, we do this on our research projects. So the do, research tool that we have does that because people have to jump around and analyze the data. So we have a whole search through banks and banks and banks of video that do this. I need, you so know, I a, need that. It's absolutely possible.
0: I want it. I want it for a podcast. I, I want it even for audio. I actually pay for Pat Flynn software for pu- for publishing our audio on my site. It's a good podcast yeah. player. It lets people go fast forward, lets them play it in double speed, etc. The one thing I wish is we already have a transcript. Our transcript automatically can have timestamps on it. If somebody wants to hear the way The way that you said yes to me to see if you were being sarcastic or truthful or or enthusiastic, I just want them to be able to double click on the transcript and then listen to you say that. Um, That's really important. And the same thing here, because I may not care to hear all of what Pat's saying to me. I just want the gist that he's there. But if he said something really interesting, I might want to double click and hear it directly from him. But basically, the bottom line is that's a nice tab. I just want to read it. I don't have time for people's 45-second video. I know that sounds petty, but 45 seconds is a long time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I hear
0: you. You're working on that. Why right. not. right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna push any further. I'd like to see that. Um, here's here's what I love. I didn't realize this until I saw how Design Pickle was using uh, Bonjoro. They apparently will send videos out as team members to their to their customers, and then they said that there's some stats that they could look at afterwards, and they compete to see who has the highest stats. And I asked you before we got started, what kind of stats are they looking at for their videos? And you started blowing my mind with what's possible. What are you guys offering? with stats
1: and action? So highest level uh, in terms of like messages themselves, we tend to get about 70% seventy to 80% open rates on those messages. So pretty high in terms of cut through and engagement. Uh, we tend to see about three times the response rates of any other messaging type that is out there. Um, that will vary. It can be much higher, much lower. Um, off the back of that, more interestingly then, is that we can then plug those stats back into, if you're using a CRM or some other kind of software tool, uh, for customers we can plug those stats back in again and so that what allows you to do is to run a b tests. so with with design pickle ultimately what these stats come down to is do they convert more 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 science in the first place so so does one of the cs team proactively reaching out and connecting with the user and letting them know they're there to help does that help convert those customers higher and so they measure those the measure off people who view those videos versus their their b testers and you know, normal drip email campaigns from intercom let's say Measure those and go, does this work? It's an A-B test.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, that's even that's even more interesting. What I thought was, I was thinking if I wanted to use Bonjour to land guests for my podcast, and I shot a 45-second video, let's say 30 because I could be faster, that says, Matt, I really love your business. I just saw what you said on Twitter about how funding could be painful, but you have to stick through entrepreneurship one way or the other and just keep going. I'd love to have you talk about that on Mixer G. Uh, all you have to do if you're interested is use, hit the link below and just pick any date on my calendar and I'll, and I'll interview. If I sent that to you, I could even see what percentage of people clicked on that link. If it's from me versus Ari, who's our producer, she could send it out and say, You really should be on with Andrew. Andrew would have a great time talking to you. Just hit his link, right? That's possible. Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely. Yeah. So there's all custom links in the videos. Uh, I, I guess what gets interesting is is as you start to understand this more is is directing different customers down different paths. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for instance, de- deciding whether you or Ari does the video in the first place and it might be a certain status of, 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 of speaker needs to come from you, whereas other statuses maybe she can do. The same with links, sending mm. certain customers like a high PQL to go and book a demo with one of the sales team versus, you know, a lower PQL. Here's the help docs. If you need help, hit us on support online. What's PQL mean? Sorry, product qualified lead.
0: Oh, okay, so, so they're, if they're more qualified, up maybe they go to, to me. If they're less qualified, maybe they go to Ari. That's it, yeah, exactly. All right, give me one, one other use. Let's close it out with one other possibility. What else can we do to use Bonjoro to close more sales?
1: So I'm going go to go to the completely other end of the funnel, uh, which I think is incredibly important and it's probably not as obvious, is this is about driving views, case studies, and testimonials. So where this plays a great space is after someone has paid and been with you, maybe gone through three months or they've hit their year, or if you're an e-commerce customer, even um, when you've got to a good point on the customer journey, dropping a video in and just saying, look, thanks so much for being with us. Again, if you have any questions, like we always here to help, um, by the way, reviews mean a, a huge amount to us. There's a trust pilot link in this, in this, in this video, would you mind going and giving us one? Now, what we find is that we get a huge response rate on reviews or to go and do a case study or to leave a testimonial um, when you go and ask in person because it's much harder to turn down a human than it is to turn down a little (laughs) pop-up email, basically.
0: Especially for something as easy as a testimonial. If I was trying to close a sale with a video, that would be harder, but hey, thanks for being a customer for a year. If you really like the work that we've been doing, would you mind helping me get another trust pilot review? I'm trying to get to 100.
1: And off the back of that, when you've t- taken this taken this time again, this is what this is what you're really selling here. So, so it's not video, it's time that you're selling. You're showing that you're gonna turn up. Do you think you're gonna get more positive review because of that as well? It actually influences the review itself. So you end up with a with a better review of people are like, oh, the support's amazing, these guys are awesome, like you know, like the product's great. So um, and so they'd like to give you a better review off the back of it. Now that's not a direct funnel, but if things like reviews and case studies, etc., lead into the top of the funnel, which they would do through advocacy. Then that starts to drive that and turn your existing customers into a growth channel.
0: So the 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 free version lets people send out 50 videos a month. I'm not doing a sales pitch for you here. I'm just kind of interested in this. <laughs> That's more than enough for most people. Would it would it still work with triggers where something like a new customer it does? It does, yeah. Don't you think you're being yeah. too generous with that? If it's a real business, after 10, they'll know
1: whether they want to pay for you or not. What's the deal with 50? I think it's in flux I mean this is, this is, this is a pricing model piece you know like we're we like to support smaller companies we like to support small teams um I think let, let like there's value there let's see if they get value as they grow and as they become a established business then the start there are there are other mechanisms to upgrade so we do have obviously limited videos which large teams are saying a lot more uh, but then we also have things like we mentioned the custom links that go in the videos we have those so being able to put customized links to the videos, custom branding, custom landing pages, mm. thats that customization is a paid for feature. But if you're starting out to much, you don't really need that, so. All right, that makes
0: sense. All right, oh, so I guess with the 50 free videos that they get with that free level, they're also promoting Bonjoro with that free level.
1: Exactly because it's so. a link yeah, it's, to you. It's, it's a shared benefit.
0: Yeah. All right, congratulations on your success here. Phenomenal, phenomenal that you've been able to do this. Do you think you're going to be able to beat your dad's business? He did a couple of hundred million dollars a year.
1: Uh, I th- yes, I, but I think we have to go way beyond where we are today. So I think this is a great where? starting point. So, so video is not video's not the playing field that that, that we're in. I think video is a, a wonderful medium. I think what we're really playing in here is methods to help you convert and keep more customers through through personalization and doing that scale. I think there's a lot more that has to be to, to be investigated within that space. So we're starting to move that way beyond being a video tool into being a personalization platform. Okay. Um, it's going to be a hard year. What else? What lie. other
0: personalization is there that's real?
1: Yeah. So I think I think you can come into I think there's a lot of stuff around the advocacy piece. So like, so I mentioned here, how do you better create super fans and advocates? I think most of us don't do a very good job of this. I think most of us have customers. We have a very small percentage of people who rave about us and talk about us. I think there's methods to go and drive that up. Give me one. What could you do Uh, for that? uh, so it's about time. It's about so when when something good has happened, when there's been a good experience, recognizing that as a trigger and then getting one of the team to reach out and 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 Ah, talk to them and across. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of it's about timing. It's also about recognizing which customers to invest time in versus other customers. So understanding what customer is likely to become an advocate as well so okay. there's a bit of data piece in this and then again reaching out in person at some point
0: got it so there there are other tools that do video we mentioned wistia wistia is known for video yep. hosting they're phenomenal yep. they created something like this where you can send out a personal video even do screen share and send it out to people what they're thinking of is how do they make video more accessible what you're thinking of is how do you make video more personal how do you how do you know when to send it out? What to send it? Who to send it to? That's you. You're much more likely to have a service where you ship out a bear costume or something on behalf of your customers to their customers exactly. to win loyalty than you are to have the next new feature. Than you are maybe even to have a 4K video.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's what yeah. you care
0: about. You just happen to be in the video space today, but the real thing that you're in is. How, how do you take care of customers at the right time with personalization?
1: Yeah, look, a video, don't get me wrong, is an awesome way to communicate, but we're not in the, in the market of like eight HD perfect video and, you know, hosted video and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, like this is a great way to communicate right now. It, it, it's one of many mediums. Right. What else can you do to, to like, like ultimately like the goal is, how do you make customers for life? So not not have a customer lifetime value of, you know, $2,000, but how do you get a customer to stay for 20 years? Yeah, like how and- do you do that?
0: And when you were talking about how you sent Pat a bear costume, I was a little envious that you had a process for doing it. Now we do too, but it's very clunky. Imagine if it could be much more streamlined than that. Like if you could send automatically send a customer something like I I use Rippling for uh, paying our team. One of the first things that Rippling does is they say, what's your name, what's your social, and so on. They take all that stuff so we could pay them. But they also say, what's your t-shirt size? And that's so that automatically, if I have everyone's t-shirt size, if we decide we're going to send out a t-shirt to the whole team, I don't have to ask them. I could just surprise them because the form takes that. We don't have that type of system for customers. And you're thinking, not just that, but how do you delight customers at the right time, the right place? I totally see where you're going with this. I think it makes a ton of sense. All right, I suddenly got serious about this. I think this is the first time that, <laughs> that I saw you without a smile the whole time. This is your thing. This is your mission. China, you, do, you think, do
1: you feel like yeah. maybe you
0: reveal a little too much, or maybe we're getting into like the heart of why this business
1: matters to you, and that's why you're serious. I, 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 I think I think our customers don't know this as well. Yeah, it's it's, it's never just been about video, uh, which makes it which makes it hard from a strategic point of view and leash, like like and where you're going because you you like but like we've kind of nailed this area. Let's go step into the unknown like once again. Um, we kind of enjoy that as well. Though. I would love it if the fir- if one of the first
0: things is here are a few different things that you could automatically send to your people. It's not that hard to send stuff, but it's a pain in the ass if you do just one. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. oh yeah. now you got my mind going on this stuff. All right. <laughs> Matt, congratulations on your success for everyone who's out there who wants to go see it. I know I talk very fast. I was born in New York. I am in San Francisco. I should have been like a chill out Californian, but I'm not. I talk too fast. so I'm going to slow down and say it's Bonjoro. It's B-O-N-J-O-R-O, B-O-N-J-O-R-O.com. I get no affiliate commission, right? You, you're not sponsors or anything with me? Right, right. I'm just enthusiastic. All right. And I want to thank the two sponsors who are customers of mine and who I'm equally enthusiastic about. The first, if you're doing any online marketing, if you're doing social media, if you're trying to get people to your site, I'm letting you use SEMrush for free. All you have to do is remember this URL. Please don't post it online or I'll get in trouble. It's, I literally will get in trouble. I, I thought that they, never mind. It's mixergy.com slash SEMrush. And number two, when you need a website hosted, go to hostgator.com mixergy. Thank you. Matt, thank you all for listening. Great to be here. Dude, that was great. That's